I don't have time anymore to be that kind of tortured. We are here at Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 10 of Untamed Shrews, Women Talk Theater, presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Hannah. I'm Becky. And I'm Dawn. And welcome to today's episode about mamas. As you heard last month, I'm currently growing a tiny human who's due at the (laughs) end of November. So this is a perfect time to talk about mamas in the arts. Ah, you're going to be such a good mama. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) You really are, Dawn. And we can't wait to meet him. And we have here in the studio today, virtually that is, an incredible actress and mama, Betsy McGavaro. Welcome, Betsy. Uh, Betsy, will you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hello, um, and congratulations to Dawn. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you. Um, <laughs> and just like just minutes away from having a baby, you're going to have like the best time ever. <laughs> um, and I, like I said before, thank you ladies so much for having me on the podcast. You're all amazing. I admire all of you. And this is just such an honor to be here and to talk about something that's so near and dear to my Yay. life. Um, I've been working as a professional in the theater for almost 20 years, um, mostly as an actor, but I was recently a producing artistic director at Southwest Shakespeare Company, also in Arizona. <laughs> Shout uh-huh. out. And um, now I'm about to head out to Utah Shakes to direct their educational tour. So this will be my first like production that I'm directing that's not a staged reading or canceled because of the pandemic. (laughs) Um, So I'm like really excited to start this new chapter. And um, it's exciting to do something in the theater that is a little bit smaller of a time commitment. Because being a mom, when you're on an acting contract, it's much longer. So it's like, this is like really a sweet deal for me. And I I feel like the universe is like finally saying, hey, you're going to get through this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yay, Betsy. I'm so glad you're here. Um, It was funny. Me and Becky were chatting before this, how we all kind of know you like in separate ways, which is Mm -hmm. super unusual. Like we all sort of run in similar circles. But I just think that's funny. Like, I mean, I originally met you at Utah Shakes when Mm -hmm. I was a kiddo, like as a as a student at SUU. And um, like Becky, I guess you don't know Betsy. Yeah, but we, yeah, we don't really know each other, but we did meet at a Southwest audition when I came into the room and you looked at your resume. Yeah. And you were like, oh, you went to Temple. So did I. Yes. Yeah. No, when I remember your audition, I just think you're fabulous. I wish we could work together like right now. (laughs) Let's do a play right now. Yeah, let's do it. Go. No longer a podcast. It's now a Zoom reading. <laughs> <laughs> no more, no more. <laughs> no more Zoom readings. And Don, I mean, actually, how I don't know how well you know Betsy, but you yeah. guys definitely run in the same circles being, you know, producing yeah. humans. Well, and... we met when Betsy was at um, Southwest for the first time. Yeah. And we had breakfast together somewhere oh. in Phoenix. I can't remember where exactly. Oh, yeah, that was so great. We mm. had breakfast together, but I remember it even then standing out in my mind that you were a, a woman actively working in the theater uh, and that you had a young son. And that's so unusual uh, to come mm-hmm. across. And so I remember it sticking out and being like, wow, she must be a powerhouse. Like, that's a lot to take on at the same time. Um yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of how Betsy and I met. Oh no, we lost you for a second. I know. I got a phone call from Falls oh, no. Church, Virginia, but I denied it. <laughs> denied it. 
<laughs> I'm Fun. also, I want to know what show you're directing Utah Shakes. What to do about nothing. <gasps> Fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, the educational tour is so awesome. Usually they come through Flagstaff because they go to the Grand Canyon. Oh. And they were going to come, or like I had a bunch of friends in, in not last year's, I guess the year before, the, the R&J tour. And I was so sad because I was finally in town when it was going to pass through because I've missed the last few years. And uh, yeah, of course, the pandemic canceled yeah. that. But Ugh. yeah, super sad. Yeah. But hopefully when it comes through, I can see it. Yes, I hope you can. It's going to be really fun. Oh, I hope. Good. I mean, I, it's going to be go. great. I am. I am. I am so certain that it's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yay! Yeah. Well, shall we uh, jump right into some questions about being a mama? Yeah, I'm really interested in this first one, which yeah. is just, uh, which is just basically, Betsy, how do you do it? I need to know because I'm about to have to do it. It just says how with yeah. four question four marks. Four question marks. So yeah, when you're being a mama and an artist, um, yeah, how how do you do it? You know, it just it's it's so great because before I had kids and now I have two I didn't say that earlier I have a, an eight-month-old and a almost five-year-old um, and before I had them I was very um, concerned all the time with like my performance and how I was doing and I was like this tortured person and I remember like <laughs> laying in bed one night when I was doing midsummer and like trying to figure out Hermia and this was my third time playing it I was like why can't I understand it and I was like, kind of like Hermia is not Hamlet like let it go like just have fun <laughs> and like I don't have time anymore to be that kind of tortured so, so I'm like tired and when I'm in the room and I'm, <laughs> I'm having the chance to rehearse it's like make the decision mm. go with your gut and mm. it really has served me well Nice. Because when I'm home, and this is like a very Ruth Bader Ginsburg thing, when I'm home, I'm I'm with them. I want to be mom with them. When I'm at work, I want to be myself at work. So I have to give 100% in both places. And I've learned this because if I try to work at home on stuff or, you know, just think I had the same kind of time to contemplate my character and my stuff that I want to do at home, it's, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to feel like a bad mom. Or then I'm going to feel like a bad actor, a bad director. And so I use the time as wisely as I can. And that serves me so well as an artist. Wow. That's a great answer. Go with that. your gut. Yeah, yeah. Go with your gut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have it's, a lot um, of that right now. <laughs> yeah. Go with say, your literal your... gut. <laughs> <laughs> and like your gut's going to stick around a little bit longer than you're used to too. But that's what how, I mean, you figure it out and it's definitely, uh, there's a lot of growing pains. Um, yeah. And I'm very lucky that I'm always surrounded by really supportive women, whether they're moms or not. So when you're in the room with Becky and Hannah, you've got two people who are cheering you on and who who will give you the grace that you need in moments of high stress. Yeah, oh. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. <laughs> um, so now that's like more of like the emotional part of it. But in the how, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, um, <laughs> I see in the outline that you mentioned like childcare and stuff like that. So can you talk a little bit about like the actual logistics? Because I know that your husband mm -hmm. is also an actor. Um, yes. And so I'm seeing stuff about like being in different shows is helpful. And so like, yes. can you speak to like, if there's a, a mama out there who's, you know, maybe a new mama, but you know, so far has been 
you know, working in the theater world and they're like, now what? So how can they sort of navigate staying within that sphere with a tiny human to take care of? It's so tough because in every other industry, for the most part, your childcare needs to happen during the day. So there's daycare, there's school, Mm -hmm. and then you're at work. But in the theater, we work at night. And um, I mean, sometimes we rehearse during the day, but we perform at night. So you end up going, oh, my gosh, there's no daycare from 630 to 11. (laughs) Um, And if there is, I'm not sure I want to like drop my kid off there like they need to go to bed. And and so we've really had to navigate finding childcare and good uh, babysitters. And a lot of it was finding through like care.com. Maybe that could be a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, a lot of <laughs> a lot of it is finding it through care.com, which is is kind of scary. You're yeah. like, I, I I'm I'm bringing a stranger into my house, and I've been super lucky. It was like one time we had a weird person, but um, you know, that's the most stressful part of navigating it all is like having to have someone come in and watch the kids. Now, if you have family or friends who are willing to do that, it's also there's the expense to factor into yeah. it, and and you know, we don't make a ton of money as theater professionals yet, (laughs) Um, but it's temporary. Like this is one time when you get to continue doing what you love doing and what is your purpose in life. And maybe you're like eating ramen every day (laughs) to be able to afford a babysitter at night to still do your play. But like these moments are fleeting. These years are brief. So if you can stick with it and like budget well and get the childcare five years from now, your kid or whatever will be in school and like things will just be different. Like it'll just be easier. You won't have the same expenses. You'll probably have more, but (laughs) it'll be different. So I say like, it's stressful. There's a struggle. There's a learning curve, but like, if you really want to do it, just stick with it. Do you find that you had the support of the theater companies you were working with? Or like, if not the institution itself, maybe like your stage manager or your director or, or individual people, if not the whole company? Um, I think I had to advocate for myself a lot. Mm. After I had my son, I was playing Juliet at Utah Shakes and they built this costume where like they could totally hide like my breastfeeding <laughs> body and it was brilliant and I looked 14 it was like kind of amazing um but I was breastfeeding so I was pumping during intermission so I was like pumping for 10 minutes like both mm. and then um going out and doing gallop of pace yeah. right after that so there was like no time to rest um and like it was just this huge adrenaline rush and it was honestly one of my best experiences I've ever had on stage um but rehearsals were tricky there's only Mm. 10 minute breaks I had to pump I'd have to like explain to people like I I might need like a 12 minute break and I was lucky that they understood that stage management was Mm. supportive of that but like no one was like hey do you need a little extra time yeah I had to say like I'm gonna need extra time and I didn't it was scary at first, but then I just did it because yeah. I just said, I, I, I need 12 minutes. I need 15 minutes. You know, they can work it out. Yeah. <laughs> they can handle the two minutes without me. <laughs> That's crazy. And do, do theaters ever give childcare or is that just like absolutely unheard of? Um, it would be lovely if I could say that. Yes. Um, These people Utah, do. Yeah. At Utah, at Utah Shakes, they have childcare for patrons. So you can drop your kid off during your show, which (gasps) is, so when we're in performance, it's excellent. But rehearsal, no. No. Mm. So I, like I said, I hired 
babysitters and I, you know, I don't have family nearby, right. um, anywhere ever. So, um, it's like, uh, yeah, it's constantly yeah. figuring out that aspect during rehearsal for sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Traveling and being a mama yeah. and being in theater. Cause I think that's one of the luxuries that I have is that having a baby, uh, here in Flagstaff is quite a different set of circumstances. Mm. I have so much family mm-hmm. been rooted here at Flag Shakes, um, for so long that it's a little bit easier, I think, to like plan and navigate some of these, but that's not the reality for most working women acting in moms. theater or yeah. acting moms because gigs usually take you from place to place. And so then once you get there, you have to refigure, like, how do I, now who's childcare? Now where do I go? Now how do I, so I just infinitely yeah. more respect. <laughs> and like housing even. Oh, like yeah. I, I, I mean, like I've had to say, um, I need air conditioning because I have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, sorry, I just, I'm, and, and luckily they, people acquiesce. I mean, people are fine with it. It's like, it's, it, it's just about having to say it, which makes you, you should feel get like air awkward. conditioning anyway. <laughs> I know. But like, you don't want to, you don't want to create a problem. Cause I think we all fear like there's, you know, 800 women behind me who want to take my job. Yeah, right. And, um, oh I gosh, used to be yes. really, um, insecure and afraid and jealous and all those things as an actor and now I'm like if I think that I don't belong here then I don't belong here so I think I think there is space for me and there's space for all of us so I just I don't know I'm not afraid of that anymore and I I have something valuable to offer the theater whether on stage or off and as a mom even more now because I'm I'm just in a different emotional place mm-hmm. as yeah. a human and so it's like I I don't want to feel bad about saying, um, yeah, I'm going to need air conditioning. <laughs> Except in Flagstaff, there is no air conditioning, so separate situation. No one has air conditioning. So, yeah. so Betsy, okay. when we hire you, which is hashtag goals, I will have to say <laughs> we don't have air conditioning for you. But that's okay because okay. it gets like a high of 80. <laughs> I promise you I will make an exception for Flagstaff. It's, okay. it's yes. problematic like two weeks Yeah, like three. So days of the year. We'll just make sure your contract doesn't overlap. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. Two weeks a year. How silly. Um, something you mentioned actually uh, goes into this next question. So do you feel like there is prejudice towards you as a mama when it comes to casting? Like, is being cast harder as a mama? Or do you feel like... Uh, just because of those logistics, like specifically for flag shakes, you know, like we do housing hosts. So I, I don't actually think we've ever had a mama audition. So I would have to, let alone like a family, you know, like a family unit come to us mm-hmm. because we, you know, get housing hosts where it's like you stay in a room in a house. Yeah. So at least for flag shakes, that would be like something we would like, we have never experienced. So do you feel like, uh, it really like limits your opportunities of theaters you can work with? Or do you feel like people just overlook, overlook you because you know, you're technically quote unquote harder to cast just like, um, resources wise or. I don't know. I think that if somebody really wants you, they're going to make it work. Mm -hmm. Um, as a producer myself, like uh, when I was one, I, if I really wanted an actor, I was willing to do whatever it took. I mean, uh, yeah, I I was willing to do whatever it took. Like when we um, were doing this all female production of Richard II, we had four moms. And I said to everybody when they signed on and I was like, whatever you need, like, let's Mm. make 
they were local. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like, you know, if you're going to be late, if you need to bring the kid to rehearsal, we'll make it work. Don't worry about it. We want you in this role. So, um, I think I have also been part of companies where I'm staying with a host. I think it's a great opportunity to ask board members, uh, look, do you guys have a guest house? Do you have mm -hmm. an Airbnb? Do you have something, a basement apartment where you can have an actor and her family stay? And I bet an, uh, an actor like myself, if it's even a one bedroom apartment, like I'll make it work because yeah. I want to work. Right. You know, so you'd be surprised. Like, I wouldn't let that deter you when you're when you're casting people or looking to the future of hiring more parents. Um, people are going to be so grateful to be able to work that, you know, they'll say yes, especially as a family unit. You know, yeah. if it's somewhere that they can all go together and stay together, I'm sure that's few and far between. Yeah. And well. also like come on, going to flag. Like, that'd be so awesome yeah. for a family. Like that's like a summer in paradise. Mm -hmm. It is. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to sell it to you even more, Betsy. We, we have locations. Well, all those actresses are... that are listening out there, bring your kids to your audition. Yeah. Honestly, though, we need some children sometimes. So. Yes. Yeah. If, um, if you're thought... already a child of the human, that works. <laughs> Makes it easier. Um, I do have a question um, both for you, Betsy, and for you, Don. I'm I'm 30 years old and I'm, you know, kind of starting to think like, do I want to have kids in my future? And at least at this point in my life, I'm like, I'm not ready for that. Like, <laughs> how could I even do that? So I'm just curious for both of you, like, did you feel ready or was it just like, well, I, I would like to have kids. So now is as good a time as any, like, was there a thought process behind that? I don't know. I just get so nervous. About that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought I probably didn't want kids and it turned out that I was just in entirely the wrong relationship. Not, I thought I probably didn't. I thought I definitely didn't want to have a baby ever. <laughs> and it turns out I was just in the wrong relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and once I was in the right relationship, it was really clear to me much sooner than it was clear to him mm -hmm. <laughs> that I would like to have a baby. Um, but I think it's it's one of those things that, you know, it's not necessarily for some reason, for some women, I think they do know they always know I'm going to ha I want to have kids mm -hmm. or I don't want to have kids. And I think for some women, it's fluid. I don't think that I think that the set of circumstance that you're in can really dictate it like, oh, you know, like I'm this, you know, I'm I thought I wanted kids, but now I'm at this point in my life and it seems like the life I'm building for myself is working out really well. And I don't necessarily want to add kids to that equation. <laughs> or it could be, you know, oh, whoa, like I just, I, you know, kind of and am in this relationship where I feel supported at the point. Or I guess, you know, it doesn't have to be a relationship. It could be a community, a situation where you finally feel supported in the to the point where you're like, oh, I could have a baby and I would have everything, like all the tools that I need to be able to do that without like losing everything that I've built so far. And frankly, Anna and Becky, you guys were a huge part of this decision for me oh. because pre-having <laughs> pre staff at Flag Shakes, I always risked losing that one baby for the other, right? Yeah. So it was like, if I had gotten pregnant before now, I know that flag shakes would have fallen apart. There wouldn't have been the infrastructure, the staff to keep it going through a maternity leave, mm -hmm. through early motherhood. Um, and that was 
that was a different decision that I made. Like I made the decision to start this company instead of have a baby at one point. And then once things were, you know, going well and I have staff and everyone can do their job and like I feel really confident taking a maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. <laughs> you're going to be great, <laughs> Hannah. You're going to do great. JK, JK. <laughs> um, then, it, then it felt different. So I think maybe that's not a great answer to your question, Becky, because it's more of a like, well – you know, I didn't know until I was pregnant either. <laughs> no, I think that's a great answer because it's like you you mentioned like all these things weren't quite right at the right time. And so I just feel like, you know, it's so woo-woo of me, but like the universe was just like, that's not, it's not now, it's not now, it's not now. Look, all the things are lining up, it's now. Mm-hmm. I mean, how wonderful. Yeah. I just think that's great. I'm yeah. so happy for you. And I want to hear this little cute little story that pertains to Becky's question that you left in the outline about challenge accepted. How cute oh. is this story? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced this, but like you're sharing a dressing room with an old grand dam of the theater. <laughs> and I mean, like women of a certain age who have like really muscled their way yeah. in this business. Yeah. I mean, they were, especially in the Shakespeare world, like uh-huh. if they're still working at, at, you know, I was, I'm going to say this is like 10 years ago. If they're still working at 50, 60 years old, like they have been through a lot, yeah. but I was sharing a dressing room once with a woman and she was, um, you know, much older than me and single. And uh, I, I said something about like, yeah, I think I do want to get married and like have kids. And she was like, well, you can't do both. You can't have kids and be in the theater. You can't be a married person and be in the theater. And I was like, oh, okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> like, and then that, that was like years before I got married. And I knew my husband at the time, but it was years before I got married. It was years before I had kids, but I was just like, I don't want the industry or other people in the industry limiting me mm-hmm. because of their experiences. Right. I want to be able to say, no, I'm going to get everything I want out of life. And that will only make me a better actor and a better artist. If I allow other people to influence me and make me feel like I can't have the things that I want, then I'm not really living my life to its fullest potential. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't even know at that time if I definitely wanted to. Mm -hmm. It was just that like, I was like, I'm not going to have somebody tell me no. Um, at the same time, people will be like, you gotta have kids. It's not worth it. If you don't have kids, life is over. Like I wouldn't listen to that crap either. You know, (laughs) like you, you have to decide what's best for you. And, um, yeah. So I I also think that I want to say that women of a certain generation were told that all the time. And it really, they watched their peers have children and have marriages and not be able to sustain a career in the arts. And that's tragic. And we have to make sure that that doesn't happen to our peers. And that's where, you know, that stereotype comes from, unfortunately, because it has happened so many times. So Mm -hmm. even though it's not, you know, the exception, not the rule, right? Like, it's a little bit of the rule only because that's what always happens is, you know, you see the like really successful young actress who like makes it through her 20s. And then she meets someone, she falls in love. And she's like, I'm going to have babies. And then she never works again. And you're like, ah, darn it. Like, she was so incredible. And I really was thinking she was going places. And she just didn't have the time. She didn't have, she didn't have the resources. She didn't have the ability to get up and move because maybe her husband had a very stationary job. And you know, like, there's just so many factors, unfortunately, that make that 
that story so normal, which really does uh, just, it sucks so bad. Like, yeah, it's, tough. it's really tough. And I want to say too, it's like, to your point, Don, like when you're with the right person, they're going to want you to pursue your dreams mm. and they're going to want to have a family with you because it's, it's what you both want together. So you need a supportive partner, whether or not they're in the arts and they understand who you are and what you do. Um, but there are times like right now, this whole pandemic, oh my gosh, like I never thought I was going to have to take this huge of a break. I never thought I'd lose my job. Mm, like yeah. it was crazy. I went through the hardest time of my life over the last um, you know, 18 months. And uh, I- I'm fortunate that I didn't get sick and no one I know got sick, but like it, it was really challenging as an artist to face a world without theater and and then become this like being thrust into being like a stay-at-home mom almost. And my husband having to completely pivot his career because Mm. one of us has to work and I'm nine months pregnant and we're about to have a baby. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, like nothing could be worse. I mean, great. And also, (laughs) you know, difficult timing. Um, But like, I, I, I I think I also had this conversation with this great director, Britannia Howe about, um, you know, cause she and I were both freaking out like right when the pandemic was happening that we weren't gonna work and like, what are we gonna do? And I, and I was like, we're always gonna be artists whether or not we have to take a year off or two years off or we have to have this kid and we decide we wanna take five years off because we just wanna give every ounce of our energy to the kid. Like it's okay, the theater mm. will still be there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, theater's not going anywhere, regardless of your child (laughs) existing or not. You know, one of the things that I think is like a hopeful point is that a lot of those, you know, a lot of that, what that older generation of women experienced was men in the positions Mm. where they would be casting them, where they would be making decisions about how a company was structured, where so... You know, kind of back to your, you know, even back to the point of like, is it, you know, is there prejudice? Like, if there, if there is now, it was so much more extreme for women 20 years ago in this industry. Because, yeah, they could just as easily say, oh, no, I'm not going to cast a mom. I'm not going to cast someone who's pregnant. I'm just going to cast, you know, the next ingenue who comes mm-hmm. along and forget about it. And because, because we didn't have enough women in those positions of director, executive director, company manager, then you really don't have any way to facilitate women, at, you know, having babies and being mamas. So I think like, you know, here we are, like Betsy's directing a show and she's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to have these actresses in here, even though, you know, there may be different set of challenges because they're all mamas, but I'm going to do it. And that's how we keep women who are mothers working in the industry is having other voices who can advocate for them and not just mamas, but, you know, um, dads should be thinking about it in the same way. Mm, And I think that they're being asked to more now. (laughs) So I think that's a really powerful, you know, shift in the industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We need a call just for mamas seeking Mamas. Seeking mamas <laughs> for play. Seeking mamas for play. <laughs> How silly. Yeah. Um, so we're almost out of time. So oh, no, Betsy, Dawn, 
Is there any, or maybe Betsy too, Dawn, do you have any <laughs> advice just for mamas out there or maybe, you know, women like Becky and myself who are, um, you know, considering having kids in the future. Um, and obviously we are theater artists or just performing artists in general. Do you just have like some parting notes or suggestions or advice for all of those mamas out there of just words like, of yeah, words of wisdom, <laughs> anything like that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's just really, encouraging words. <laughs> it's very cliche, but self-care. I mean, as a mom, it's so funny. I say this all the time. Like the people around me are yelling and screaming when they're hungry and they're tired <laughs> and I'm responding. Um, but I can't yell and scream when I'm hungry and I'm tired. And it often, I have a great partner. My husband's amazing, but I often feel like I'm, on my own as far as like taking care of myself making mm. sure I shower making sure I have food like because I'm so worried about maintaining the household and the family and what we're doing and like making sure everybody has their needs met that by the end of the day I really have not had like a minute to think uh, my husband's like always like like what do you want for your birthday what do you want and I'm like oh silence um, <laughs> to be alone um and, and it sounds it sounds horrible but like there's no time for you and it's so difficult and mm. I think you think oh just you know give yourself those 10 minutes but it ends up not happening almost yeah. every single day yeah. and I'm still trying to figure that out and um I'd love advice from <laughs> listeners or anyone send me a DM on Instagram um, <laughs> because even with the most supportive partner and with children who are lovely and well-behaved, I am missing myself and my identity all the time. Mm, yeah. yeah. Not to bring it down. Yeah. <laughs> bring it back up. <laughs> it's like, it's so amazing. Like the kids, they're just so crazy. And they're like, I say they're ministers of chaos yeah. because they just like, they come into your life and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> and I'm always like waiting for the, like the real mom to show up. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm the babysitter yeah. <laughs> and I'm like this fraud of a person. And then I look at them and I'm just like, oh my God, I love you so much. I, I'm so lucky. I'm so Aww. lucky. Like the other night, sorry, this is just a little anecdote. The other night oh, like, I went out for the first time in ages and like, I had way too much to drink <laughs> and I came home and I like was drunk and I was like falling asleep and like the next, and I was able to get up and take care of because I wasn't like terribly, you know, but like Destroyed. when you don't have any time, you go like a little crazy. Um, <laughs> and that's perfectly candid of me. I have, I don't care if people can judge me, but um, I, the next day I was like crying. Cause I was like, I feel like. I missed a night with them, oh. like, because I did something for myself. And oh. I just feel Speaking like I have. Up. <laughs> oh. I love it. Um, anyway, it's like, you've got to do it. And then you're going to feel bad about it. And then you're going to like, I don't know. Yeah. I love it. Now, for everyone who's not on Zoom, um, August just opened the door and said, hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. you, well, you just... probably will hear this in the playback, but he said, Alice puked and Alice oh. is the dog. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Gross, <laughs> Alice. Dad's yeah. having a great time out there. I'm sure. The last 32 minutes and 16 seconds have been tough on Dad. <laughs> can, can we keep this going? Yeah. I'll just sit here by myself and talk to myself. You yeah, just so no one knows. Betsy, we're not going to call him and tell him this. 
podcast is over. <laughs> he thinks it's an hour and a half long form chat. He knows nothing. We really need more time with Betsy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so Betsy, how can people find you if they want to r- interact with you or hire you oh. or see your stuff or sure. anything um, like that? I have a website. Um, <laughs> I can send that to you. I have, uh, I'm on Instagram as Branfy, B-R-A-N-F-F-Y. I think I'm private because oh. I put pictures of my kids up. Of course. But you might be able to message me. I'm on Facebook. You can message me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm so open. I'm, I'm so excited for every woman in this business, mom or not. It's like, it's such an amazing thing that we get to do and as storytellers and our voices are so important. So um, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do with Untamed Shrews, you know, yeah. just we're three girls sitting around chatting about being a gal. <laughs> <laughs> in theater. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's with it. guys. Sometimes with guys. Yes, that is true. That is true. Guys can be shrews. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's true. Guys can be shrews. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Dawn. And I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. Join us next month for an episode about our biggest stage disasters, (laughs) costume malfunctions, forgotten lines, body checking stage pieces, you name it, it's probably happened. (laughs) Follow Untamed Shrews on our brand new Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast. We are, of course, still on our Flagshakes Instagram and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found on sunsounds.org, the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. This episode of Untamed Shrews starring Don Tucker, Becky Saritsky, Hannah Fonts, and Betsy Mugavaro. Show art by Calliope Ludecker. Podcast theme song by Caden Slam. Podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts. Presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded at Sun Sounds, Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Gina Byers. And thank you so much, Betsy. <laughs> We're so yeah. glad you're here with us. <laughs> Yay. Bye, guys. <laughs>